1: Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state.
0: This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at bluenile.com. That's bluenile.com.
2: Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 48. Say, would you like to be on the Nerdist Podcast? Then this is your lucky moment in time. We're auctioning off a co hosting seat on one episode of the Nerdist Podcast. Be the second Matt or the second Jonah. It's your choice. Second Chris slot, not available. It's all part of Comedy Death Ray's massive comedy charity auction for the LA Regional Food Bank. All the proceeds will go to feed people who are less fortunate than yourself. I know you feel like you're probably, you might not be that fortunate, but there are people who are less fortunate than you, and we want to put foods in their mouths. Yes, I said foods. If you go to ComedyDeathRay.com, you can follow the link to see all the auctions that they got going on uh, for comedy stuff, and you can make a bid to be on an episode of the Nerdist Podcast. Transportation not provided. The auction ends on December 11th, so uh, you got a little bit of time. Also, the Nerdist Podcast live at Meltdown Comics on December 15th. Come see some live stand-up. It's going to be an all-stand-up comedy episode of the nurse podcast devoted to comedians you should know. So details for that are at Nerdist.com. And also, the Nerdist podcast shirts are here. We are accepting pre-orders until next week. So there's going to be a limited run of those, so make sure and get yours now. And then stuff them in someone's stocking. Maybe your own stocking. I don't know what your life looks like. Details for that are also at the aforementioned Nerdist.com. And now, this episode. So recently, I became pals on uh, Twitter with a dude named Jason Mayhem Miller. If you don't know, Mayhem is an MMA fighter who makes balloon animals, but with people. This guy has got a bunch of nerdy pursuits. He's been on G4 a bunch of times, uh, loves video games. Uh, He's got his own show on MTV called Bully Beatdown, which, if you're a nerd, uh, you can seriously appreciate the concept of this show. And uh, I do want to apologize in advance. I kept saying to Mayhem uh, during the interview, Oh, as a UFC fighter, dot, 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 I meant MMA. I didn't realize there were different circuits because I'm an idiot. Jason actually fights for Strike Force. I'm correcting myself right now so that when you hear it on the podcast, you don't send me uh, hate tweets and hate emails telling me what a what a douchenut I am. Uh, I get it. I know. I'm sorry. I just didn't know the sport very well. Uh, but this is why I had him on, to learn these types of things. By the way, if you do tweet and email me that I'm a douche-nut, uh, because you're an MMA fan and not a Chris Harvick fan, which, by the way, probably not too much crossover between those two. The Venn diagram of MMA fans and, uh, Chris Harvick fans, there's probably not a blending of, uh, of those circles. So, I'm gonna say that if you do send those hateful tweets and emails, I will send my new big brother, Mayhem Miller, to twist your fucking head off. Okay, well, I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, Mayhem was super fun to hang out with. He's an incredibly nice guy who just happens to be able to murder people with his hands. So here we go. The Nerdist episode number 48 with Mayhem Miller.
0: Now entering Nerdist.com
2: Now for my radio training. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast. I am Chris Hardwick. To the left of me is Matthew Myra. Jonah Ray is on assignment uh, on another job that pays him. So uh, Jonah couldn't be here. I am sitting across from Jason Mayhem
1: Miller. That was the worst
2: uh, announcer voice I've ever heard. That's but. why I don't have that job. All right, I have just proved why I don't have that job.
1: I'm freaking pumped to be here,
2: Chris Hardwick. <laughs> I am pumped to be here, Mayhem. Now let me just give you a little background. I don't, uh, I don't know a lot about UFC fighting yeah. because it resembles sports to me, well, and that's, mixed
1: martial arts is a, listen, mixed kidding. martial arts that doesn't count as sports. I don't watch football. Oh, good for you. Yeah, it's I don't watch baseball, basketball. Basketball, anything. Well, I just... Watch fighting, and fighting is his own thing. And here, but here's what I have learned about you: is that we sort of became pals on Twitter. Twitter pals? Yeah, I'm <laughs> stoked. We're Twitter friends. Twitter works. <laughs> it does work. Twitter works. I have still never boned anybody off it, but today could be the day. Uh, well, well
3: <laughs> loosen up Matt Matt those uh, <laughs> <followers>.
1: <laughs> loosen up those fight
2: shorts. Oh, no, you're not wearing fight shorts. Those are called fight shorts. Is that yeah, a technical I guess, term. Is that yeah. like,
1: actually? Shorts? I'm on a Lady Gaga kick. My fight shorts are made out of bacon. Nice, yeah. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> I but but we you know we became on Twitter and I was like, hey, this guy's funny. Like he's funny. He watches G
2: four. He's got yeah. he's, he's he's definitely has he definitely has a nerd uh, nestled
1: in those uh, rippling. Oh, I'm a nerd, full on nerd. I'm a fighting nerd. I can kick you in the face. However, I'm pretty nerdy. I can also beat you in modern warfare. As you're warfare. falling to the
3: ground, you'll talk about Star Wars. Sometimes. Yeah. Something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he yeah. will punch your face before he will scratch your iPad. Yeah. That's
3: uh <laughs>
2: it's true. But uh, and yeah, and so I just thought, wow, I you know we've never we've never had anyone remotely uh, from from any kind of physical profession <laughs> on this on this podcast. And uh, and I would I'm I'm so fascinated by the concept of USC, like I yeah, understand, yeah. I understand why it's it's
1: super cool. I just for whatever reason, it's just rare that I that I ever watch yeah, it. Yeah, well, the thing about it is, is it's kind of gotten this surge in popularity, and and I do a show called Bully Beatdown. Oh, we're gonna talk every about Thursday Bully Beatdown Thursday night at eleven. Every Thursday at eleven o'clock only on MTV. MTV, I've heard of them. I know, but uh, they, uh, yeah, I do this, uh, you know, that show that kind of is reaching out to everybody to go, hey, this is mixed martial arts, and basically mixed martial arts is just fighting. You know, and and it's just a way of doing fighting in a way that's awesome. Like uh, you know, b- the kickbox and wrestle, and it's just a gentleman's street fight. Is all mixed martial arts is, and uh, it's kind of weird to that it it has gotten so huge. Because my old man, when I started doing it, was like, "Boy, you're a goddamn idiot. Go to computer school." And I'm like, "No, I'm going to be a fighter, Dad." And he's like, "Fight it. What? Nobody even does that." And you know, nowadays it's like. Instead of skateboarding, kids hang out at the fight shop, you I think know? you
2: could have gone to computer school and in the yard by the dumpster behind computer
1: schools kicked the shit out of people. Listen, bro, I was making... The reason my dad's in computer school is because I was, like, dorking out so hard and making doom levels. Like, it, like <laughs> I made doom levels you made your all, own doom levels? Oh, my God. All I did was drink Dr. Pepper and stay up all night and make doom levels for an entire summer. Well,
2: how do you... How does a guy like who does that even occur to him, like, I might be able to beat the shit out of people? Well, no... I I was already, like... he's
1: murdering monsters in Doom. Yeah. I I mean, I would fight... Rarely translates, Matt. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, I would fight all the time, like, in my neighborhood. Like, I was, like, the tough guy. Where'd you grow up? Like, uh, North Carolina. Nice. Was where I was from at the time. Like, I, I grew up on army bases all the time. Okay. So... You know, it's just crazy. You know, it was kind of like I was, like, in that weird, awkward age of, like, I want to be a skateboarder. Oh, wait, no, I like video games. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, like, you know, you don't know what you're doing. And my dad – like, I got arrested one time, and my dad made me, like – Go, go to do a Tony Robbins book Like, I swear to God Like, he made me sit down Did and, you awaken the giant within? Man, I awoken the giant within <laughs> Yeah, man, and my gums are not as big as his But man, my heart is just as big Yes and I, I was I was really pumped Like, I, I was like, I hated my dad at the moment But all those exercises that you had to do inside of there Like, really actually worked Like, I was like, oh, damn it I owe Tony Robbins a big pat on the back <laughs> Because Because one of the things you had to do was write what you're good at, you know, and I had got arrested for stealing wood to 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 build a skateboard ramp. That was my That was my big... I don't think any court really? would convict you. I do No, no, I mean, Come on. There's really no helping, help. I And really... I was only 15, or... Yeah, I was only 15, and I had mastermind this plan with all my, like, 16-year-old buddies. That sounds like, that
2: sounds like something that you would do
1: I... in Victorian times, and they'd put you in a workhouse. I
3: hoped he was stealing the wood to build a real-life Doom level.
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> I wish, man. Oh, my God. Uh, BFG nine thousand. <laughs> uh, I uh was, you know, uh, we got arrested, and whatever, and I, I got, I didn't get in really trouble for it, but my dad put me in Miller boot camp. My dad is like a, like army sergeant. And like, oh shit! And he was like infantry, third of the five hundred four infantry battalion. We're tank killers. Who up, motherfucker? Yeah, I can say motherfucker, right? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and uh, so he threw me in Miller boot camp where I had to wake up real early and like stand out at of attention in the backyard and like he, he would like make your bed and I'll make my bed and then he's like tear the bed apart even though I made it perfectly and like it's not good enough make it again now, like, oh that, my oh, god oh, oh, were you like oh I just made that yeah, come yeah, on totally what are you doing yeah I was 16 come on So uh, or 15 and uh, so he's like whatever like uh I had to do part of my training was like sit at a table all day long and like do this Tony Robbins crap and I had to make a list of things that I'm good at and I knew I was good at fighting like, yep. I knew I was good at fighting and, and I knew I was good at making people laugh mm-hmm. you know so it's like and it's so weird here I come 10 years later I'm like being a comedian on MTV and freaking fighting people in Japan, <laughs> kicking people in the head. I'm like, wow. You know, hey, it worked out. Good job, Dad. You really damn... But I'm still going to beat the shit out of you for the bed thing. Oh, man. I beat the shit out of my dad a few times. That's an epic... <laughs> oh, man. We had some epic battles. If you want me to get onto that story, I could go all day. Me my dad. <laughs> I mean, me and my dad gotten some knockdown dragouts. outs. I... I- and uh, the the la- man cuz cuz my like he's like i said he's in the army yeah. and it was kind of like you got to be tough to be in my house like right. that, that, that like boy you you know when you're a man you no know, when you could kick my ass you're a man let me just say i would have died quickly yeah. in your dad's <laughs> yeah, house yeah well my house is like different it's like a redneck kind of angry guy let's get in a fist fight kind of <laughs> kind of you know and my and to my dad since his job was to just to yell at young guys, mm-hmm. when you're a teenager, you're just another young guy for yeah. him to yell at. Yeah. So he's screaming at me and whatever, and I'm like, I'm not your, I'm not in your fucking army. Like I'm like, I'm army of one right here, baby. Right, and uh, you know, a lot of head in and that deal. You know, like a lot of coming up against each other. And he always said, you know, well, you can kick my ass. You're a man, man. You know what happened when I kicked his ass. He was like, "You got to get out of my house!" (laughs) Like, damn it, man! I finally beat him up, and now look what happens. I got—I lost my free ride, so. Yeah, so I like yeah, left the house at that point, and I I, I did some homelessness for a while, and was training to fight and learning how to fight all in my in my like you know right after high school years, I just like zigzagged the country, going to different gyms to learn how to fight and living in their parking lots. And now at this point, there's no there's not really UFC. To yeah, speak there's of. UFC. Yeah, yeah. There See, is now there was a dark time for UFC and mixed martial arts in general, where there was like it was kind of a almost illegal like it was like yeah you know because they it's just the way the world works like there's a hot button topic and the politicians jump all over it like oh my god ultimate fighting is bad like we need to outlaw this and it's like why do you care that much there's other stuff going on it's the same thing gay marriage is wrong like Listen, do you guys really care that – who gives a damn? Oh, it's just to distract you from the real problems that that, that that's happening in politics, you know? Right. Like, oh, my God. Like, we don't want to look at – you know, it, I do the same thing. Like, when I have – like, uh, I write for Fight Magazine. Yep. Like, uh, when I have an article due and I don't want to write it, I'll – Start texting chicks like I'm like oh hey baby what's going on like what's the point of that oh to distract me from the real work that I have to do you know right that's right just the way
2: America works so I think I think ultimately what you're saying is that if politicians would text more chicks yeah that gay marriage would be legal as it should be yeah. and uh, and there would be a lot there would be a lot better you could have mixed martial arts inside you, mi- mi- mixed martial yeah. arts in the schools yeah <laughs> I, you know I, it's fascinating to me because I um I I read I read one of the Bruce Lee books and and just the towel of Jeet No 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 not that okay. one it, i think it was Sorry.
1: just I, it, I don't think it was an autobiography i think it was just no, like no no that's his fighting book that was his fighting book. definitely not that actually, book actually if you read that book that was like the beginning of mixed martial arts if, if bruce lee didn't die he, we probably would have had MMA in the states a lot quicker
2: well that's that's what was so fascinating about yeah. it is that because like people who were traditional um, martial arts experts uh, Looked down on him Because he was like No you have to use All of these
1: different Schools of thought And pull it all together yeah, he was progressive But but the thing was sad Because before he could Really like pull that All together Boom he's dead Yeah So but like yeah he You know if you look early He was doing grappling And he realized How important wrestling was And I think he fought Somebody on the set One time Like they, they did oh, Like really? a sparring match And a guy was a wrestler And just took Bruce Lee down And he, Bruce Lee couldn't Do anything So he was like Wow Wrestling is, like, important. And now if you look at mixed martial arts, and if you think about fighting in general, most of a fight is wrestling. Because mm-hmm. even look at boxing. The rules are punch each other in the face, mm-hmm. okay? And that's the rules. But how many times around do you see the guys grab on each other and hold on to each other? Right. The difference is in a real fight, you can throw the guy on the ground, you know, when when there's no rules against Throwing the guy down, you can throw the guy down on the ground. I mean, I
2: have a joke about it because my my trainer, who is uh, – I, I I have a trainer. I've had a trainer for many years because – You are in good shape. i got to say that. I, I appreciate that. And that is a high compliment coming from yeah, you. Yeah. And, I, and my, my trainer, by the way, when I told him that I was podcasting you today, he was like, I love that guy. <laughs> I good. love Bully Beatdown. He was like, <laughs> I, I Mayhem's great. You have to tell him that yeah. Tom says hi. So Tom says hi. Tom says hi. Right. But um, – but you know he has that sort of Bruce Lee philosophy. So a lot of my training is like some days it's boxing, some days it's you know it's weight, some days it's yoga and stretching. Just like he his philosophy is you know I want you to leave here feeling better than when you got here, which yeah. is so much better than most trainers who will be like I'm gonna fucking break you in half. Like yeah. he he really wants it to be like a holistic experience, yeah. and it's and it's and it's really it's really fascinating. And um, but uh, one of the things is that he I I did tr- you know do a lot of boxing training with him. But I have a joke about it in my act where I say, yeah, so now I know how to box sort of. So if I'm on a bar and someone shoves me, but then they hold up two mitts, yeah. I could hit those <laughs> mitts. But if that guy tackled me or started swinging back, like it's all over. You know, over. you'd like, be
1: surprised. Know. If you, you know, you've been hitting pads and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised. If you do get in a bar fight, you'll be surprised that you will actually throw some punches like you throw them in the a- – in in the practice room yeah. and all of a sudden you'll hit somebody good. Like I've
0: seen people <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen
1: people shocked before like oh my god like wow that just happened. All, like, all, I, just I, all I know it. about all I know, there's
2: two things that I know about actually punching someone in the face that I've learned from TVs and movies. Number one it makes this sound yeah, yeah. Number <laughs> two, number two uh, a lot of the time when nerdier people hit people, they are shocked at how much their hand hurts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. I don't I don't want to get in a fight because I don't want to be
1: like, yeah, punch,
2: oh, my hand, I just broke my hand in yeah. five
1: places. Yeah, you know, if you're not used to punching, that's for sure, man. Like, your hand, like, I've seen big tough dudes who, ne- like, my, my buddy's a wrestler. Yeah. And he's a really great, fantastic wrestler, super athlete, like, super strong guy. Never used to punching or kicking he looks ridiculous right now his hands are all like blistered up from punching the pads and uh-huh. his feet are all deteriorated I'm like wow you are such a manly dude and your feet and <laughs> hands are girly you know because you're not used to it's like a certain amount of conditioning that, that it takes to, to get there is
2: but, it that? Is it that thing from uh, Kill Bill yeah, yeah, where you, you have, have, to have to punch, punch the board to, oh, over yeah. and over again
1: oh yeah let's just train right now
2: <laughs> that's what you gotta do Literally punching through the table with his fist. Okay, I'm getting tired. All right, yeah, I would I would have quit after half of that. Um, okay. but uh, I I want to know like what when you first. When you first started this journey of, like, okay, I'm good at hitting people, yeah. I'm good at getting in fights, uh, did, did you know, like, did, did you subconsciously, did you know, like, well, I think I'm going to go to MMA, or you just kind of thought, no, like... No, I knew.
1: No, because cause I had just heard about mixed martial arts, like, from from my friend. Yeah. Like, right before that all went down, where I got arrested, my mm-hmm. dad, like, made, set me off on, like, you better learn to do something with your life, like, right. kind of thing, because uh, you're, you're going down the wrong path. Uh, like right around that time was the time that i had heard about fighting and had like kind of experienced it so it was in my mind that like man you know what there's a definite avenue there and if this this uh ultimate fighting thing starts getting bigger i can you know be a star in this and know? how did you get involved how'd you get involved with the ufc man it's just you know uh, like now i fight for strike force so let me make that clear okay the, the ufc is like the, the way the leagues are set up mm-hmm. it's like the ufc has their fighters and keeps Everyone tight on contract and Strike Force has theirs and keeps everyone tight on contract, and it's weird. It's like a weird, I don't know, like they argumentative, you know, there's like, a politics, yeah, like, like whenever there's money, politics, there's politics, things, like, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. And uh, so um, they uh, uh, you know, at the time, like, I just was like, uh, as you any fighter, you have to kind of build your name, mm-hmm. so like, I just fought a million times, like, in these backwoods. Shows that were some were illegal. I fought here in California an illegal show, like at the Palladium, they had illegal fights and stuff that, you know, because there's no commission taking taken over it. Now, know,
2: was this, that the one where Peter Parker showed up in yeah. sweatpants yeah. and, and yeah. beat Macho yeah, Man yeah. Yeah. Randy it Savage? About the, it was about the same. I mean, same I style. mean
1: Bonesaw? Yeah, Bonesaw. Bonesaw. Bonesaw is ready. Awesome. How awesome is it? Macho Man Randy Savage is in a movie like out of nowhere. Where is. I want to hang out with Macho Man. I
2: think he has snapped into a slim gym.
3: Well, I'm yeah, not 100% I think sure. So. Ever since the world lost Miss Elizabeth, he's been. Really oh, funny, you
1: know. what? Miss Elizabeth's dead? Yes. Oh, my God. I don't know what that means. How fun was. <laughs> to me to smoke some weed with Macho Man Randy Savage? I just think like, not oh, as, yeah. as you think. <laughs> uh, I just, I just, I, I picture him just to keep Although up there that would
2: voice. Be an abundance of Slim Jim. I keep, I keep, up. I just imagine him to keep up that voice, like during the day, just hearing him doing vocal exercise. like yeah. la 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 la. Yeah. I'm Macho Man Randy Savage. That would kill your voice yeah. after a while to talk like that. <laughs> to talk like you're shitting all the time <laughs> would be a tremendous strain <laughs> on your voice. <laughs> A tremendous strain on your voice and on your rectum. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if he was—he uh, was trying to figure out what his voice was gonna be, like his character voice, and he, he was in the bathroom. And he was like,
0: "I'll be out in a second.
2: And they were like, "That's it. Yeah, that's, that's fucking it. You gotta run with that, Macho Man." Um, so you know, so you're so you're fighting in these. You're fighting. It also reminds me, like. One of my dad's favorite movies is a movie called Hard Times with Charles Bronson and oh, then okay. Any Which Way But Loose yeah. with Clint Eastwood which is all about those backwoods, you know, like Oh, really? Yeah. Underground Fight Club. Underground Fight Clubs. Nice. Yeah, but like redneck and Any Which Way yeah. But Loose, they're driving across the country and doing like Redneck Fight Club. It's awesome. That's, man, I got to watch. So
1: that so that so that's that's what you're doing basically and what ages is that? Uh, I was like 18, 19, 20. Like I was just a kid like going around. Like I fought my first fight instead of taking the chick to the prom. Oh, my gosh. I took her to my fight, which was cool because I wasn't going to prom anyway. I was a dork. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I was like a freak kid, so I was like, whatever, I'm not going to the prom. Come watch my fight. And she watched my fight, and I won, and it was a weird experience to just be, you know, that young doing it. And then I just started skirting around the country and getting a fight where I could. And, I love you your know, prom pictures. There's just blood all over yeah, her dress. Yeah, oh, and- I, I, yeah. I think it was like... You know, I would just go around two hundred bucks here. Some some fights were like not no money, yeah, and like just trying to make a name for yourself, you know. And oh my
2: then, god, that's like it's just, you're basically talking about fight open mics. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's totally that. It's totally that. I, I see, see the parallel. <laughs> I see the parallel between comedians because like, I have so many comedian friends, and I, I see that it's like, oh, well, you got to pay your dues now. Yeah, like, you got to pay them now, and then hopefully, you know, boom, you get you get that big break but and that's what kind of what happened i just kept fighting and fighting and showing people that i'm good at it and then all of a sudden you get like a call from like a slightly bigger show and then the slightly bigger show you, they usually what happens is they bring you in there to get your ass kicked right like that's that oh let's we need some knucklehead kid to to lose to our big star you go in and beat their big star, then all of a sudden you get to be their star. You, you know, it's like you get built and I built up in Hawaii like that. Like they brought me in to get my ass kicked by this guy. I went and beat him up, and then everybody was impressed, and then I just kept winning. So And uh, so eventually what happens, like someone from like Strike Force sends out yeah, a they send out a scout or something yeah. and they see you fight and they're well, like, Well, it's not hmm. a scout, it's a internet, man. The internet age, you know, they have everyone has posts on the internet like, oh, there you go, here's let's grab this guy uh, off there because the MMA really survived uh, through a dark time because when it was all illegal internet like 1998 99 Mm -hmm. 97 98 99 all internet like, we were just on the internet. Like, everybody was, like, talking about fights I love websites. this. I know. Pugilistic nerds. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, it's the nerds that kept it alive, you know? So I, I kind of, I, I think it, I'm stoked on that. But now, we don't need you anymore, nerds. <laughs> we got TV. That's <laughs> you got. T-
2: you still need the nerds. The yeah, you still need I'm the just nerds. Kidding, you guys are the. You guys are like the T one thousand nerds. Yes. You're like the next. The next generation <laughs> yeah. model of like oh, they can fight and they can
3: well, use the internet. Uh, the T eight fifty was yeah. Arnold in the second movie. He was the T eight
2: hundred in the original movie. Thank you for correcting me.
3: I'm just saying. No, it was. It was, it
2: was. Listen, and then the T one
3: thousand obviously is the next evolution of that.
2: Your pedantic nature is is entirely uh, I would
3: think appreciated. Playing a. Skynet Tech, you would know the.
2: How do you not piece. know that? Wait, you were in Skynet Tech. I was in Terminator Wait, Three. I was in Terminator yes! Three. Yeah, I know. You probably wouldn't recognize me though, because I was about forty pounds heavier. Nice, um, but it's not important. <laughs> Technically, you never saw me die. Maybe they should have brought me back for a Salvation. But um, from what I heard about Terminator Salvation, I, I
3: feel I like I
1: made a dodged a bullet. Terminator Salvation was not that bad, wasn't? I didn't say it, 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 it was if not you, that bad. I
3: went back in time and told twelve-year-old Matt Myra there would be a
2: Terminator uh, Four and you would not go see it. You know who would have to go back in time and tell you that? A Terminator because
1: oh they have God. the power to travel yeah. back in time. They're wasting their time. I know. They're really I can't wait to stand in that cube all naked. It's, <laughs> a, that, you know,
2: that, that's <laughs> the ones that, That's the ones where they're trying to make a living like Terminator Graham <laughs> and they go back in time to <laughs> <laughs> deliver a message to your you're younger you're, self. You're going to see Terminator <laughs> Salvation. Yeah. Are you going to kill me? Nah, it's, right, just, uh, just you could tip me though. You could tip me. Come the, with the, me if you want to live and see this movie. The future's expensive. Yeah. So that's fascinating. I, like, I love this idea. I, you know, listen, I, 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 what fascinates me about UFC yeah. is that, at least from an, a, an outsider's perspective, it, is it, it seems to have, you know, like, I don't How much crossover is there between, like, WrestleMania and uh, and and okay. boxing and UFC? Like, yeah. UFC seems to have the theatricality yeah. elements of wrestling, but, you know, the more... No, nah,
1: you know what? Honestly, the UFC <laughs> does that less. Strike. The, when I fight in Japan, you have got you gotta look at what I do in Japan. In Japan, because nah, I fight in Dream in Japan, which is like the big organization. It's like the UFC in Japan. Okay. And then, like, they're on like normal television over there, like TBS, it's called.
3: It's, I don't think there's normal television.
1: Well, no, yeah, <laughs> man. Listen, and in Japan, you think that it's like, oh, super high tech and they have like 600 channels. They got like nine channels that everybody watches and over crazy there. crazy. Yeah, they're all, yeah, they're wacky game shows and whatnot. And it's really, I mean, it's cool. It's a different world out there. I, I love Japan. Uh, and, and it's like nerd heaven out there and uh they uh so i'm on the normal television broadcasting i do every before every fight a giant like dance number like I have, like I have, like always, like wow. six, six, like girls in Japanese schoolgirl uniforms, and like we're doing a dance, and like <laughs> before I go to the ring, like that's theatrics, like that's theatrics. Now, America, are these girls
2: essentially they sexually assaulted by tentacles? Nah, man,
1: I wish. As, Listen, as, as if anime, I had some tentacles, as, they as, would any, as, as, as
2: hentai has led me to
1: believe, I know, man, I love that. What is that a, a tokadori? What is that movie called? I know what movie you're talking about. There's one movie in particular where where it's all about those tentacles. Well, there was
2: there was the there was when I was when I was a, I was a kid, um, we had passed around this tape called uh, Urotsukidoji. Urotsukidoji, Uru- so Demon yeah, City, right. Demon City, and that's that's what it was. These yeah. de- these demons would basically. Like have sex with these young girls, Man, it and was then awesome. and then the girls would explode. Yeah, oh, well, of course. And uh, well, and then duh. and then some tentacles would
1: fuck some other purple people. tentacle, purple tentacle dicks <laughs> fucking a chick. Like I was like, what? Are we? Are you kidding <laughs> me?
2: Purple. I'd love yeah. to see like a Woody Allen hentai, like like a tentacle that like a tentacle creature Woody Woody that Allen's that, that second guessed itself Woody Woody a lot, hentai. and it was like. I don't know. I mean, I should be raping
1: this girl, but
2: I just yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel you
3: know, like I put Cindy in it. And,
1: uh, <laughs> that's bully beatdown Thursdays at <laughs> 11 on FTV. <laughs>
3: I just want to attach this together. Maybe the uh, Japanese businessman starts dating his stepdaughter.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know what happens. She's a much younger girl. She's in a schoolgirl outfit. Kind of happened. Kind of happened. happened in real what life. It happened. Woody Allen's life actually was uh, it uh, was my, a hentai porn, all my clarinet performances. <laughs> but uh, but this is this is really fascinating. But but what I love about the parallels between I feel like there's a lot of parallels between what you do and, and the life of a comedian. No, it's no listen,
1: uh, the life of a comedian is strikingly similar because. We're both artists. Get it. Nice. <laughs> we're both artists. Like that's that's the root of it. We're we're artists. Traveling and, artists. Yeah, you have to like practice your craft and go and learn from better people. And like you hang out. You know, the more you are like immersed in that mm-hmm. the, the more stage time you get the better you get at it you
2: sure know? and the, like and like when you bomb and you realize that the worst thing that's going to happen is that you bomb and you're okay i mean it's the yeah. same time you
1: for the first time you get the well, shit kicked out yeah, of you yeah but it's to feel it. terrible man i've seen you know i've seen it, guys doesn't, go it doesn't feel great. and get like just like no reaction from the audience and i'm like ooh that's gotta feel <laughs> like shit you know and at the same time like like if you go in and get kicked in the face you're like wow that felt like shit <laughs> <laughs> that know. really did and here's the physical proof the
2: scarring uh, yeah. where my my uh, eye blew up. At it. least you don't get that if you're lucky you will not have that will not happen in a comedy club someone will not kick you <laughs> in the face. <laughs> <I hope so. laughs> but what do you do? You know like so for a comic if you're if you're bombing you 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 just have to learn to adjust really quickly and yeah. I think that is another but that's another part of MMA that is fascinating to me is that, you know, you go up against guys with styles that might yeah. be necessary might be unpredictable. Yeah. So what do you do if you're in the you're like, what do you do when you're in the ring? And all of a sudden you're like, ah, I'm getting the shit kicked out of me. Yeah,
1: no, you got to make a make a change. Like I, I've done it where I've done it both ways, like where I kick a guy's ass in the first round. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ha ha. Like, man, that was so easy. And then the guy makes an adjustment. In the second round, and he comes out and starts whooping my ass. Like, oh my god, I'm getting my ass kicked right now. And then I go back in the in between round. Ra- I survived the round barely. Like I was like, oh my god, he's beating my head in right now. And I went back to the corner and my my my. And before I even, because my coach had said in the second round, he's gonna come out crazy right now. He's gonna come out and throw punches. All like, yeah, whatever. And then I sat down, and then he bombed on me the whole second round. I went back to the corner, sat down, and was like, oh, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." <laughs> and to my coach, and he's like, "You idiot! I told you he's gonna." Go. I'm like, "I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry." And I went out there, beat him up, and 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 made the adjustment, took him down, submitted him, you know, and uh, like. You have to make those adjustments in real time. That's what's beauty. That's like the beauty of the sport. So it's, it's, it's like, it's like, it's, like live, it's like a
2: real live double dragon. Yeah. It just it's like the most accurate oh, depiction of what that what those, like game, what a, those, like those a games.
3: what comedian are. has a closing act. Do you have a Do you have a closing move? Yeah, like I, I mean, I, yeah, I like to jump on
1: a dude's back and choke his neck off. But you, you know, if I can't there get there, I would you know. like to do that too. Like I'm less garment. likely. It's I'm like, less, cracker it's like <laughs> a cracker
2: rabbit, the cracker barrel bit. The I, I want to know what's going on. Like what's good? Are, are you? How aware do you become in the fight? Like you know, like when it slows down, like that. When it slows down to Spider-Man time, where you can, where everything just really slows down,
1: and you're focused on the fight. Like what what is going through your head? Are you thinking at all, or are you just reacting? Man, I will tell you the truth. Like I'll be in there, and I feel like I'm kind of like driving a robot. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just in there playing a video game. Like I feel like I'm outside myself, Uh watching myself, kind of. And I could tell, like. Sometimes the robot doesn't have enough steam in it or something. I have to recharge for a second. I could. It's like weird, I, like a dissociative. You know, like I pull myself back out of it and, mm-hmm. and I'm fight in there fighting, and uh, I don't know. Uh, the the other thing is like weird stuff like. She's a cold-hearted snake. Oh, look into her (laughs) eyes. Uh oh. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, I'm like, yeah. And one time, I got slammed on my head real hard. The guy picked me up and slammed me. I was like, whoa. And like, like, I kind of went blanked out for a second. And then I heard my mom, like, going, "Jason, come up the stairs." And I was like, imagine myself twelve years old running up the stairs. And I came back. I'm like. Oh my god! I'm fighting right now. Like, get, 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 get with it right now. That what are kind you of doing? cinematic shit really happens. Yeah. Oh my god. No, I know. And I will think weird songs out of nowhere. Or like, I'll just think the weirdest. Cold Hearted Snake would make me want to hit someone snake. really hard. Why? I'm like, why did I just think Cold Hearted Snake? Because it makes snake. you angry. It makes you want to kill guess, someone, right?
2: Because it's not a good song. I know. I love duel. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I would always have wanted to just because, I want to talk for a second about Bully Beatdown. Okay. Because I mean i I, I did get to uh, I, I it's not it's not like I got necessarily punched in the face a lot when I was a kid, but you know like I you was' get in, punked it's, i I, it's... I got you know I got stuffed in trash cans and like knocked down and you know because I, you know I brought d and d books to school and I was in chess club oh and I was always God. playing chess before during lunch and after school and and so you know, I mean, I, I I was really prime fodder for, yeah. and, and I was also very small. I did not. I, I was like four foot ten until my sophomore year of high school. Damn. And so it was very easy to knock me around. Uh, and, and naturally, as I got older, I always I always kind of wanted in my mind I wanted to go back and like I wish I could have. <laughs> so
1: you know, tell tell me a little bit about bully beatdown. I think Down. that's the universal appeal of bully beatdown. Is that I think a lot of like everybody pretty much has have dealt with bullying in some. You know manner, and you can't always reason with a bully. I've talked, I've been able to
2: talk my way out of it sometimes by. uh,
1: Yeah, I think it has a universal appeal because of that. And and you know, when you put a guy who's used to punking everybody, and you put him against a dude his same size Mm -hmm. who really knows how to fight, who really knows the 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 art of physicality, Mm -hmm. you know, man, the guys get humble real quick. You know, and and I mean that's what bully beat down does. It's like we humble out the bully. Now, does that is that does that is that humbling good in the long term, or does that does that pack more rage into the bullies? Well, I you know I think it's good in long term because you know I'm putting on national television. You know, like <laughs> I'm like, hey guys, look, this this can happen to you too. You know, if the, the I actually I gave on the first episode of the season, I I I fought the bully, and I gave kind of a. After school special speech Right after the fight Like I was like dude I was like really And I gave like the breakdown Like it's not right To beat up someone Just because you can Right there's always Somebody out there Who's bigger and meaner And badder than you are No matter what It's always like that So you know I'm just like Why can't I'd be awesome, and you'd be awesome too. Like, let's just—that is a nice message, uh, isn't it?
2: And that's one to grow on. Exactly. <laughs> that would yeah. be so. You so you fought the bully. I assumed you uh, you I, you probably didn't destroy him. You probably just I was it,
1: I was like embarrassed him nice to him, but yeah, I like gave him like I was I was uh, surgical. Like, was how
3: I, <laughs> I did it. Where did you find a bully that was the size of you? Yeah, I
1: know. He's a 200-pound dude. That was a big dude. He was like a knucklehead. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I was in there. I I, I just let him – I kind of let, let him play and a little bit. I let him punch me in the face to show him, okay, come on, punch me in the face. You know, he punched me, and then I just gave him, like, a good this one and that one, and he just fall down, you know. And, and, and I, you know, I, I just wanted to get the message across that, you know, the fighting thing – It. it, it doesn't matter you know what I mean it's your attitude it's your mindset you know and, and I think it's good for the younger audience to to really realize that that it's not it's not cool you know what I mean it's not cool to bully the guy it, there's nothing there's nothing great about about that and I think that you know with this kind of wave of what we're seeing now like everybody's it's a hot button topic right now bullying bullying in the schools well I
2: think when you go back and look like when I look when I go back and look at the dudes I mean I went to you know, I went to grade school in Tennessee and I think when you go back and look at a lot of those dudes who were bullies what you would probably uncover is that they had pretty miserable home lives yeah. and like to the point where you know, if you did, if you could go back in time and be like, "Now nah, I'm going to kick your ass, bully," but then you sort of, uh, you sort of opened up the, you know, like you went down the rabbit hole of what their lives would be. You'd probably be really yeah, sad. Be sad. You'd be them, really yeah. sad and be like, "All right, I don't approve of what you're doing, uh, but I understand uh, it." Uh,
1: the great, uh, man, a great show, Louis C.K. show. It's incredible. Great. Oh, the, the the bully, bully the bully one? episode. The yes. The bully episode. He follows the bully home, and what his parents are bullying him it's And there's the rolls down the. Sun. Of life. It is, uh, I, we don't
2: have to pay. No, we shouldn't have no, to pay royalties for, for these. These are fine no, songs. No, is, um, yeah, <laughs> we're and then not he, making money, Chris. And then he goes, uh, <laughs> don't have to pay. Why do you always remind me <laughs> I'm that? <just> um, <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love that scene where Louis is sitting on the porch with the father who's just. It's clear, like the mother's a psychopath, yeah. and uh, and the father's just like I-, I don't know what to do. And yeah. that's what I love about Louis' show is that it's it's just a thing that he had to get out, and it didn't have to be nonstop. You know, now we're gonna end with a joke, like it was oh. it was a. It was a very special episode. No, I bully. thought that
1: episode was hilarious. Somebody said, like, oh, you got? You didn't see the bully episode? I'm like, huh? Oh, no, not yet. And I downloaded it, but I haven't watched that it. That kid yet. they cast as the bully, but, like, he great. just had the most hateful bully face. It was face. great. Yeah. I was like, damn, this little kid is making me mad. Like, I want to punch him in the face right now. But, but yeah, but that, I mean, that, man, Lucy K, that was a damn good show, man. It's a great show, it and it's coming a... back for a second season. Well, uh, who, what other comics do you, because obviously you, you, you seem like a little bit of a comedy nerd. I yeah, know I'm a comedy nerd for sure. I, I mean, dude, I, I heart Chris Hardwick. Yeah, I, I, I was. I'm serious. Like I was like uh, when you you dropped off TV. Like I was all stoked on you when on the damn uh, singled out. Oh, I was, nice. Like, I was like, yeah, wow, this guy's funny. Like I was like, I want to be like him when I grow up. And what? Then, and then, uh, but then uh, you know, you, and then you kind of. I was like, as I was like out there, it didn't matter. I didn't have a TV anyway. I was freaking homeless, <laughs> so yeah, I didn't even know ever know if you were on TV. And then when you uh, like recently you come back and had all this like i'm like man chris hardwick's on tv again i'm I'm all stoked but but i have like you know to me comedy is such an awesome art you know like and and i think it it it's it's so great and 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 kind of underappreciated like people don't really realize that the fact that i'm making you laugh is artistic like it's like there's a there's like technique to to all of it, and then people just go, ha, ha, "That's funny," ha, ha. but then if you if you hang out with comedians, you see that there's like this fine tuned thing to it, you know. And that before oh, yeah. my fights, I'll I like watch comedy and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. What do you like to comedy. watch? Uh, I like Rogan, man. Joe Rogan is so funny, man. He, he like he has like this perspective of uh, I think that a lot of a lot of uh, men at this this time in in, in uh, America. Uh, feel you know what I mean? Like uh, I like his stuff. Who else do I? like?
2: I like Rogan. I you know I we we've traded tweets about coming. We've traded tweets. It sounds so weird. God, uh, we we that we, sounds we sexual. It does. Reason. We 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 swap tweets yeah. with our mouths. <laughs> um, he. Uh, I, I we've been talking about getting him on the show. He's a he's a genuinely good dude. Like yeah, I, I really like Joe.
1: Oh, I'll get him on the show. for He's my friend. He'll cut. Yeah, I'll be, make him. I'll go. Yo, if you don't come on Chris Arnold's <laughs> podcast, I'll break your face.
2: Oh my God, I would love to. You know, we need to set up like a. There's a movie. In the early '80s, called My Bodyguard. Like, I think it oh, might have been yeah. Matt Dillon's first movie. We need to set up that kind of uh, relationship between you and me because I notice what happens is sometimes when you retweet something that I say on Twitter, yeah. I get a couple responses from from uh, some some USC fans. Very yeah. cool, very smart dudes. Other ones, maybe not so much. Why? What do they say? Oh, just a lot of stuff like "You're a stupid piece of shit." <laughs> you know, like really, like some of the, some of the, some of the guys. You know, it's always like like if I see like a if I see like a dude who's in shape. And he's wearing like the UFC gear. Yeah, I'm like, exactly. okay, I get tap it. Tap
1: out shirt. You can tap and, out yeah, shirt, but yeah. when you
2: see when you see like some some doughy dude who's uh, you know like with like his guys. eyebrows are growing together and he's wearing the tap out shirt, I'm like, you do look pretty tapped out. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> you mayonnaise
0: pasty. <laughs> sack I took of
3: that of Target dressing. employee. Did you ever see that one? No. He what? Had, at Target apparently you can just wear any red shirt. You yeah, you wear a red shirt. And there was a guy that had a red tap out shirt. Nice. And this crazy muffin top. Nice. <laughs> <So I> just, <laughs> <laughs> I took the picture. I made sure I cropped his face up, but I took the picture and I tweeted it. That was the one that got on the front page of Twitter. Oh, that's gorgeous! I was like, awesome. apparently, Target's uh, wear any red shirt policy has gone too but
2: far. I, but you know, but that's what's so fascinating to me is that because you can't, you know, you can't ever control, you know, who's gonna who's gonna consume the stuff that that you put out there, and I'm sure in as much as you try to put the message out there like it's not cool to just go around and punch people in the face, you know, yeah. willy-nilly just because you can and cuz you know there you know there should be a certain art to it. You know, I'm sure I'm sure you still have some people that might come up to you and be like, "Yeah, you, I beat the shit out of this kid the other day." And you're like, "Dude, that's not the that's not the point of this." Uh,
1: I don't, no one ever does that to me now cuz they they understand that my whole deal is you know, a stance away from that. Like, no, it's not cool to punk people. But it's cool. You know what's cool is going in and and competing against somebody in 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 my sport. Mm-hmm. If you can go in and compete and you learn the art and you train hard, well, yeah, then you deserve some respect to fight somebody in in a fair fight. Yeah, but fighting somebody who picking on somebody is ridiculous. Like it, I think that I think the young guys know that and don't twitter to me that they beat up somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> at Mayhem Miller. Dude, I beat up my brother. I he weighs eighty pounds less than me, but it was awesome. Arm bar. It was not awesome, arm bar. Yeah. Arm bar.
2: It was not awesome at all. Yeah. Uh, so so what's it so what's it like for you now? I mean like you people you've genuinely like people know who you are you made a name for yourself like like I get paparazzoed
1: sometimes are you serious yeah I'm like what are you doing like really like bro I will punch you in the face you think you Sean
2: know? Penn punches a camera hard. I know
1: right I will knock your freaking I will lens punch down through Sean penn <laughs> yeah through your camera yeah. but no but uh yeah yeah it's it's definitely a, a strange thing because now I'm MTV guy and like weird yeah it's a weird thing like I because you know before it's just mixed martial arts fans yeah where they're like you know, whatever. But now I've elevated to the strange status of, like, TV guy. So I don't know. It, it, it's definitely weird. It's different. That's for sure.
2: I love it. It's just sort of like watching like watching so many of my friends from comedy who were just embraced by comedy nerds. Yeah. And now we're just popping now, like, you know, like, like Patton Oswalt or, you yeah. know. Or, Paul
1: F. Tompkins or
2: Paul F. Tompkins. That guy's
1: awesome too. Man. Paul Hilarious. is amazing, right? Like he's one of my favorite co- comedians. Man. You know,
2: you you watch you watch Patton and Paul, and every time you see those guys, yeah. they will have a new like twenty minutes. You are like, when did
1: you fucking write that? It sounds polished. I know. I'm always stoked when I see that they can write that quick. You know, it is it's
2: Whatever. it's really amazing. But it but it really comes down to, and I'm sure you kind of feel this too. it it, it really comes down to. You know, just being comfortable with who you are, figuring out what your point of view is, yeah. and as as a as a UFC fighter, do you no. do you feel like I you must feel like you I have a fighting point of view, I have a fighting style. Did you was that organic? Yeah, did yeah. Did you develop
1: that or did? But you? I also have like I, I can't help it. Like the my point of view is kind of like real guy smartass. Like just like I I'm really like kind of lower middle class. Like this is me. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like I'm who I am. Kind of deal, and I think that people think that's hilarious because there's a lot of people out there. There's this giant middle class that goes, "Yeah, I think the same way you do," you know. And I feel like, "Oh, cool." Uh, I, uh, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of dudes like around my age who feel the same way I do. So when I say something like funny, everyone cracks up. Or when I make like some, but you know, now that I have this MTV thing, I have like weird like. Fans that like I made a fat girl joke and oh my goodness like the, all the fat girls on my Twitter lost their mind like like they were so angry that I made a fat girl joke I was like come on it's it was just a joke some of my best sister is fat <laughs> yeah you can't you have to be uh you know in, in,
2: like when you when you get into the public eye the uh, at least I'm told I'm not saying I am but at least I'm told that you you have to learn to become a little bit more of a politician in some ways. You can't
1: say retard.
2: You can't, you're not, not, people don't appreciate that word. To me,
1: I don't even think, whenever I have said the word retard, I never think of like, like somebody with Down syndrome. Well, that's the thing. I always think a dude who is wearing a cap out shirt at Target. <laughs> you know? like, that's what I think. You well, know? that's. I it. never think anybody. I never uh, can I take it, that back. Yeah, would we'll take it back. <laughs> um,
2: but yeah, it's it it, it is interesting. Uh, it is interesting how on on Twitter or just you know the social network that you know we're at a time now where you get instant feedback for stuff for stuff that you say. And you know, you think twenty years ago people would just spout off stuff and then maybe they would get some blowback oh. from it you know but now it's just that now because you're seeing it all in real time real time it's shocking that that it's it, it puts you in a position where you have to become more aware yeah. where you just you just have to become more aware and you know truthfully i don't like i feel bad if you know if i if i say something and then someone writes me an email and says you know this really upset me because I, uh, i'm having this personal experience and then i'm like ah oh, yeah you're right
1: i'm a yeah dad, i so felt sorry. super guilty about fat girl tweet cuz i was like oh sorry guys i didn't know that like, you wouldn't think that was funny. Like, right. it, it's, it was funny. Come on. Uh, but then I was like, well, what am I doing now? Now I'm like getting into territory of I gotta like watch every joke that I make. Well, because what happens is you get very comfortable. Because listen, I don't. I think anyone who
2: says that they do not make inappropriate jokes in the privacy of their own home with their immediate friends and family circle is pr- is lying. Yeah. You know, like everyone. And the reason that we make inappropriate jokes is because it's fun. Yeah. It's fun it's to sort of rebel against. Yeah, yeah, it's not funny. You don't really mean the thing you're saying. Yeah. There's an irony to it where it's more the idea of like. This thing I'm saying is really awful and it's naughty. I mean, like, that's what a lot of yeah. – like, that, that sort of taboo aspect is, you know, like, what a lot of what a lot of comedy stems from. Yeah. So I totally understand it. But it's just that, you know, when when you have a large number of people listening to what you're saying, it becomes more difficult to to say the stuff that you would say to your friends and family because not everyone knows you on a personal level. And they don't know that, like, oh, Mayhem, he's not re- – or Hardwick, they're not – they don't really mean that stuff. Yeah. Like, they just – they see what you're saying at face value and go, like – Hey man, you're fucked up, and you're like, ah, Gosh. shit. I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big, I'm a Whatever. big cock. Yeah, I'm yeah. a big cack. <laughs> uh, so what's are you? What season of? Uh, are There's you, a third season. Yeah, third so
1: season. Third season. So I mean, it's it's legit now. Like you know, and it's crazy to to see it have taken off. So so wild because I I kind of was like I did the pilot like. Just give me my pilot money and I'm going to Vegas. Right. Like that was I didn't I didn't care, you know. I was like, I don't care. I'm I'm fighting in Japan. I like mm-hmm. fighting in Japan and I, I don't even give a damn about T V but then Once I saw how fun it was, and saw then I got like a feeling of the crew, like everybody was cool. I was like, oh, the crew is cool as hell. Like oh, well now everybody's relying on me to make the show good. (laughs) Like ah, then I was like had like a little tension, like oh my god, I gotta actually learn my lines. Was there
2: any part of it where you were able to? Were you were you able to cross
1: train in the sense? Were you able to use disciplines from well, you from from your from fighting? Yeah, from, from oh, absolutely. I mean, look, I, to me, it's all fighting. The entire entire your entire life is fighting because everything you do, like if you are trying to you know go pass the driver's license exam, it's the same thing as as okay, I have to use my techniques. I have to train this jab cross hook, mm-hmm. jab cross hook, jab cross hook. I do this over and over again, over and over again. Then when the moment is right in the fight, I have to use that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, you know, if you have to remember to to leave 2 car lengths in front of you uh, <laughs> on the freeway, you you have to Put the answer to the test, you know. Sure. And it, and and everything in life is like that, you know. You have to you know, for your comedy. You write your bits, you rehearse them, you think them in your head, you do you sharpen them to the perfect way you can make everybody laugh, and then you execute. Yeah. You know, it's it, to me, life is a big. Fight. I,
2: I have I I absolutely feel like it's you know I have a I had a friend once who said uh, you know in life there are there are scrappers and there are floaters yeah in the sense that some people. You know, some, some people, it just sort of seems like, oh, my God, they just got that job. They just got that thing. Yeah. They just got that, you know, that girlfriend. Like, everything seems to come very easy to them, and they seem very relaxed. Other people are scrappers, and I feel like that's the category I fall into. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, my, the beginning of my career was very floaty. I, I fell into this MTV job. It was very sweet. And yeah. then after that was over... I didn't work for a lot of, for quite a few years, and and I felt like I had to fucking scrap. Like yeah. I feel like I am nonstop trying to punch through this Your goddamn tree.
1: Cinderella story, baby. <laughs> oh, no, because you know what though? I mean, a lot of people to me, you're awesome. Here's why you're awesome. Oh, I love it. Is because uh, a lot of people in that position, you got in that that show like a while back, man. You. Could have just blipped off into nowhere, Bill. Like, oh yeah, you did that show. That, that sort of happened, yeah. Yeah, that but no, but you, damn, you're talented, and you worked your ass off, and now you're back in this. Like, you're Mr. Cool guy again. <laughs> I don't so, know about that, but I appreciate. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> well, you're Mr. Cool nerd guy. Okay, you're okay, the Nerdist. Okay, okay so okay, so okay. Like, you've like it. got your place in 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 entertainment society, of hey, I'm this guy. Boom, I'm right here, and you know, I think that like you deserve it because you worked your ass well, off. Well, I appreciate that, yeah. and and
2: I and I love the, the the thing that's so fascinating to me is that the the majority of my life, I completely rebelled against. You know, physical anything that that was more physical in in terms of sports, in terms of fitness. You know, I always rebelled against that because I was like, "Yeah, that's that's a whole fuck those guys, they're meatheads." Yeah. Then I started training with this guy, my my friend Tom, like five years ago, and this the weirdest thing happened, which is that, and he said this would happen, but I just couldn't understand it until it was actually happening. And I hope I don't sound like too much of a jock when I say <laughs> this, but. But you learn things about yourself when through fitness. Like yeah. you learn lessons about your life when you're training yeah. and how to – push through boundaries you 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 learn you learn who you are more as a person from a physical level that you can then take and apply to yeah, emotional things and to non-physical things and i feel like i learned so much about myself just from just from regularly exercising yeah. and i never i would have thought that was a huge pile of bullshit yeah, before yeah. so it's it is it is really fascinating to me yeah my body connection man it's it's a weird thing. it really is because yeah. for what for what you do i mean i hope people appreciate that it's not that your life isn't just, you know, stepping in a ring for however long you're in there and, you know, beating the shit out of someone or getting punched. It's like the majority of your life is spending preparing for that. And that
1: is a fucking incredible my, amount of my, discipline. Yeah. My last fight was two minutes, you know, like two minutes. And my friends are like, man, you didn't even work. Like you didn't even have to. You didn't break a <laughs> sweat. I'm like, man, listen, the, the last six weeks before this, all I've been doing is hiding in my damn Orange County house, training and training yeah that's my entire life is just working out, punching somebody, and that's it. I'm like uh, all day long, I'm fighting dudes who are super tough, like my friends. they're my friends and and I'm like trying to fight them with all my might every Monday, Wednesday, Friday with with 16 ounce gloves on, and we're just beating each other because I'm trying to get better and better so that that way when the fight comes, it's an easy fight. Mm-hmm. you know and that's what happened like I, I beat the guy in two minutes, but I, th- no one sees. The hours and the hours. hours. And, and hours on top of same. that, let's not even go there. Let's go before that. The years and years that I spent, like, training and training and training. Because it, it, it feels good to go in there, beat the guy up two minutes and get a hefty paycheck. But that hefty paycheck came from years and years and years that's, of getting punched in the that's face. That's really
2: funny you say that. You know, Rob Zombie said it to me once, like, right? I, I was like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, being a, being a music guy is pretty awesome. You know, it's like you get all this money or whatever. whatever. And he was like, yeah, but... But when you average out like the fifteen years right. that we were making zero, zero dollars, exactly. you know
1: it sort of kind of starts to average out a Doesn't little bit. And you're like, that's totally right. Know. I'm like every time because I, I remember I was like at a party and like I was oh no I was at a like, crazy like pool party and like, I had these two chicks like sitting on and like in the jacuzzi like holding on to me and like I was like yeah I'm I, the man right now. I, I don't know what like, that's I felt like kind of. <laughs> I All felt right. kind of like the man right now and like some dude went man you're a lucky guy and I was like. I'm not lucky. <laughs> I, I, I made this happen. Like I like I was begging for this to happen because I was just living in my van outside of the Huntington Beach Ultimate Training Center for a year. I lived outside of the gym. And I never even saw what a bed looked like. I slept on the mat. And the guy was like, "Oh, I'm sorry." I- yeah. And like, "Whoa, dude, <laughs> that was a down. lot of information down all at once girl, out of a the jacuzzi." Girls all ran out. The girls
2: are crying. Yeah, right, like, right, right. Where'd everyone go? Oh shit. My bad. No, but I, I, you know, I, I had, I had a therapist once tell me because I was complaining about. Well, I like, need to go to therapy. You sorry. know, it's, it's, you know, therapy. I, I feel, I, I support therapy because I feel like it's brain training. It's the same way you train your body. You know, you, I feel like it's important to have a therapist, even if you don't feel like you're fucked up. Because yeah. I think people need an outlet. They need someone that they can talk to for an hour, a week, or or whatever. It that that where they can completely be selfish, where yeah. the other, you know the other person will not judge you. You just you need to get that shit out. Like it's important to work through that stuff. I'm gonna I I, try that. I'm telling probably. you, it's will it, it will it will it just it helps give you a bird's eye view. You know, for someone who for someone who, you know, like like sees the the mind body connection and trains your body so hard. Yeah. I feel like I feel like it's good even if you don't feel like you have problems just to have someone once a week cuz you know what happens is you get in relationships and you know you don't want to make your friends or your your significant other your therapist where you just complain know, all the yeah. time. I mean, I do that and it sucks for my girlfriend so <laughs> i have a therapist. But um but uh, uh, anyway, uh, what I was going to say is that um I said to a therapist, "Oh man, this other person when you start doing comparative like oh that other guy seems to have it so easy he's so lucky or whatever and she was like no 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 no! you make your own luck
1: yeah, yeah.
2: you make your own you luck so, like do. sometimes flukes can happen oh for sure but you make your own luck and if you're gonna stay on top in any field you have to be dedicated to your craft and, and i think it. in
1: general in life if you if you like keep your nose to the grindstone and like don't worry about them Like that—that's the hardest thing to do because, like, I I have buddies. Like, all he's worried about is what that guy's getting. Yeah. If you just like kind of like keep your nose down and just keep working and try to be the best you, then all of a sudden things get easier for you. Yeah. You're not spending excess energy worrying about whoever else is
2: whatever else is happening yeah I mean there you know what there is a there is a finite economy of energy and and you you can't focus you can only focus on one thing at a time and you can't focus on what other people are doing and focus on your own thing at the same time and get better so yeah, yeah and of course you know in in, in acting or comedy in the entertainment business because there's is there, do you, is there is there a lot of insecurity in the like do you, do you see a ton of insecurity fight?
1: yeah the
0: fight business hell
1: yeah it's <laughs> so are interesting so yeah it's so weird you see like a ridiculous amount of insecurity like the guys I'm like these big tough dudes are really scared little boys like that's (laughs) what it is you know and that's what that you know you can see it you can see it happening you know and and I feel really weird about it I I feel really weird like saying that because I'm like dude you are supposed to be tough and you know it's just one of those things I guess everybody has their insecurities you know and and whatever but you know even the tough guys it, it comes out some which way yeah I mean, I mean, ultimately, we're still all emotional creatures we're mean, all it's like, like remember when you used to think there were grown-ups? <laughs> I know. You know like Rogan has a b- whole bit on it. like remember you thought there were grown-ups and I'm like, he's totally right like yeah. I'm like because I remember thinking, oh, they, this guy has all the answers Like, right. somebody has all the answers and I think your dad knows everything. and then right. one day you're like, Oh, my dad's just like a dumb dude just like me. And you know? that and that's that's a that's a weird
2: moment in anyone's life when you because I think it really it 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 almost puts mortality in your face. Doesn't like it? like when you when you when you really have that moment of clarity of like my parents were just two people who fucked and had a kid. Right? And they were they and that's it. Like they're not you know, yeah. like to maybe on a certain biological level we're pre-programmed to think they have all the answers so we yeah. don't like wander off yeah, exactly <laughs> as
1: kids yeah. but yeah it's really scary that now we are you know i was bitter at my old man a lot of, like for a while because like he would whoop my ass and like i i like i we butted heads all the time whatever but then i like realized that like he, they he had me at 20 and i'm wow. like yeah so i'm like it's a kid yeah he's a kid having a kid so i'm like what the hell? I, I'm trying to think me right now. At, I'm damn near 30. Yeah. I'm thinking, what if I had a little damn 10-year-old, 12-year-old kid? Like, right. I would be... Out of my mind, like I'd be like, "What do I do with this little <laughs> bastard?" You know, and he's ten, and he's like starting to ask me about boners and stuff. Like I'm like, "What do I do?" You know, like well, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> you tell him that boners are shameful. Yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. Yeah, when he can beat you up. You're the man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh man.
1: So what's next, man? What are you? Are you traveling a lot? What are you uh, Yeah, doing I'm, tra- I'm traveling a lot, man. I'm doing like I'm going over to uh, I'm going over to do a wrestling camp. Now, like I'm gonna go wrestle with my buddy, um, but also I'm gonna stop on the way and go hunting with my dad. What? Yes, yeah, there you go. yes, and it's great because that, like, I date this chick who's like totally into animals, and she's like, "I'm like, yeah, I'm going to Missouri." She's like, "What are you doing out there?" I was like, uh, "You know, yeah, you know, just, family uh, outing." You know, I was like, "Are you going hunting?" And I'm like. <laughs> I'm not going to kill anything. I you know and in my hunting experience cuz when I was a kid, I, hunting basically is just walking around the woods and, and sitting there and, waiting and waiting and doing nothing. And if I see a deer, I will be very surprised. Yeah. Right. You know and if I kill one, I'll be super surprised cuz I don't know how to shoot a gun. I think what you should well. do is just rip your shirt off and just go fucking Bro. Beat I it up. always thought of that. I was like, what animal? What's the biggest animal that I could kill with nothing but like a buck knife? <laughs> like, what what could I kill? Like I'm like, with a buck
3: knife, you could probably get pretty big you can yeah probably get right.
1: right. I'm ki- Are you kidding me, man? A cow? You, you think can- I could kill a cow? Yeah, you could yeah. kill a cow I with a buck I'd- knife. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know, dude. No, you slit its throat, you, man. Yeah, but you just slit its throat. Yeah, right. All you're gonna do is slit its throat. It's pretty- Look, listen. Their skin is made of leather. <laughs> It is made of leather. <laughs> you think could yeah, just... Made what are they... Their skin... They're
2: not animal... You know, like, I'm surprised people aren't spraying cows with spray paint. Like,
1: leather is wrong, cows! <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, how am I gonna, you know... I think I, maybe I could jump down from a tree onto them or yeah. something. Yeah, I
3: think if you jump with anything... Jump down. What, that, what oh, was that
1: yeah. movie with Alec
2: Baldwin and Anthony Hopkins where they're... Uh, oh, yeah. they're in the woods when yeah. Anthony Hopkins is like, what one man can do, another man can do! And he, like, he kills a bear, really? a, bear a grizzly bear stalking them, and he fucking ties it onto a stalk. Yeah and then kills the what bear. What is that called? Cabin? No. Is it cabin Fever? Is that Cabin? Oh, the edge ed- of... The edge of... Copkins. Mm, You'll know oh uh, at home. Bear, it's internet, called so Bears it. a-poppin'. Google it! I
1: don't Google? What's that? I don't
2: know. Oh, that right, the internet. Oh, you mean spell check? Yeah. Google? Spell. Autocorrect. <laughs> <I just like laughs> what is the biggest animal you think you could kill with your hands?
3: I don't
1: know, man. I've been
3: thinking Sixth about it a lot. Every podcast from now on... With what's the biggest animal you think you can kill? With I your kill candy. your
1: bare hands. See, because I, I said a cow, but because I thought I could catch one, whatever. But I talked to cowboys with my bare hands. You cannot kill a cow. No, like their necks no, are too big. Yeah, no. I thought maybe I could jump on him and choke him to death. Nope, no, Mm-mm. their necks are way too big. Doesn't work that way. So I'm thinking, what like? And I can't really catch any of the smaller animals. You know, like no. how am I gonna? I can't catch a rabbit. For sure, I can't catch a rabbit. He'll be maybe gone. Maybe koala bear. You could easy
2: You could easily kill
1: uh, koalas. No, but they have like razor sharp talents.
2: You do, but all you have to do is put them on a eucalyptus yeah. tree that's not their specific strain of eucalyptus tree and they'll yeah. starve to death. Because they're fucking picky. Yeah, that's true. Um, Finicky eaters. Um, nice try, koalas. Uh, I don't think there's any animal that I could.
1: Uh, I, you know, I I had. Don't that. feel bad, man. Animals are on a whole nother level, man. Like, uh, don't feel bad because I, I, I'm a professional fighter. I'm pretty much a badass, but I don't think I could kill. I don't think I can kill a kangaroo. And can colluto. I tell
2: you the truth of the matter is I had, that, I had that classic experience when I was 16 years old where my friend had a pellet gun and there was a bird way off in the distance sure. nice. and I was like, hey, look at this, pop, and I hit it and uh, and it 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 fell down, it was injured, and we went over and and he had to finish it off oh. and uh, I was a fucking emotional what wreck. You uh, cried? What did, what did Atticus, Absolutely. What did Atticus Finch teach you about that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> tell me a lesson about life. I've come to find out my dad, when he was the same age, had the exact same experience with a BB gun. Oh, man. Shot a bird, killed it, and it just tore him up inside. Yeah. And I, so I always, Damn I always man, feel why it. Why are you
1: telling me this now? Because what if I kill no. a deer? No. I'm going to feel really bummed because they're, like, closer okay. to our cousins. They're they are a little... They're, <laughs> yeah, I can't just, wait to, like, run out there, like, naked and, and smear the blood <laughs> on my chest and then, like, give the avatar speech. Like, oh, I thank you for your That's bones what you can and do. body. Yeah. yeah, right? That's what you can do. As long as you... I can't you wait to put my ponytail
2: father, into her butt. Father
3: stands by, confused. Yeah, like what With are you doing? Why are you happens?
2: naked? It's thirty degrees out here. As long as you eat the meat and wear the skin and use the hooves uh, as cutting tools, yeah. And I think it's totally. Can't wait to make my, my hoof necklace. Um, well, I think we're uh, we're right about at the end of our hour, but Aww. I know we're exactly an hour. But we're having fun. It's been it was so nice for you to come on, and, and and I'm so fast. magical journey. right Now, now. let's <laughs> see now. See, I'm the type of guy who now that I have an emotional connection to exactly. UFC, now I'm going to watch. Yeah. Now I'm going to watch you fight. It's I want to go. Force. I know that it's guy. A mixed martial strike
1: arts. Force. Yeah. You, you keep saying UFC, but you can't. But, I mean, that's because I'm right. an idiot and I don't understand nah, how it it's works. It's okay. Yeah, it doesn't it's matter. Oh, like UFC it. is a separate. UFC is the organization. UFC is an organization. MMA
2: is what I do. It's MMA like is what you do. martial arts. That's like that's like calling all tissues Kleenex. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Well, that's fine. Yeah. It's like the CFL
2: or the NFL. Yeah. It's kind of like those are letters. I don't know what you're talking about. Elemental and the QRS. The NBC, the National Bowling Association, yeah, yes. the other NBA.
1: Oh Your father knows all. My that.
2: father knows all about that. At, yeah. At the um, is there anything uh, websites? I know you're, uh, I you're Mayhem, know. Mayhem, 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 Miller Mayhem Miller on com. Twitter. Yeah, and
1: I, I'm Mayhem Miller on Twitter. I'm Mayhem Miller at everything. So, <laughs> like Mayhem Miller is just me. Did you run through I'm the experience Mayhem of Miller. finding
3: another Mayhem Miller online and then going and swooping oh, up every wait. domain Listen, you could <laughs> find?
1: Yeah. Uh, you know what? I never found. Actually, somebody has Mayhem Miller at MSM, which I was kind of bitter about. I'm like, how the hell did they? Whatever, and I, I think that uh, and somebody like had texted me or uh, emailed James. Is this you? And I'm like, "There's a James Mayhem Miller out
2: there." I was <laughs> like, ah! like, "Awesome!" Yes, oh, I'm, I'm
1: Jay Mayhem Miller. Uh, yeah, oh, no, exactly. the other one. I know that was sort of really crazy. I'm like, "Ah, whatever." Do you believe? Did you believe the
2: the the, the Fight Club thing where they say, uh, "How can you really know who you are unless you've been in a fight?"
1: The best, you know what? The best compliment I've ever got from my little sister is. You are real-life Tyler Durden. And I was like, yeah! Because I'm just, like, giving, like, the the common man, like, kind of a fighting voice. Like, I'm just like, yeah, let's... We're all dorks. Let's all fight. Like, we're... You know, you could still be awesome. Wait a minute. Maybe I'm just
2: realizing... <laughs> You're a figment of my imagination. You're an extension of my brain. Like, because I have an Edward Norton vibe. Yeah, you do. Penguin. Oh, my God. You could totally redo that movie. Is he really not here? Are we Are going to finish this podcast? You're going to be like, Chris, you just talked to yourself the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't make up some nerdy comedian to make myself feel better. <laughs> or are you my fight club? Yeah. Oh, my God. We're fight clubs of each other. That becomes a verb. <laughs> uh, Mayhem Miller, this was a genuine pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the Nerds Podcast. Ah, thank you, man. Thanks right. for having me. Enjoy your burrito. Podcast. Podcast time.
0: Now leaving nerdist.com